Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey, Coxie. G'day, Waz. Today. I'm really excited today. You're excited. I am. I'm. I'm, I'm excited. I've spoken quite frequently. I'm just going to take the mic here because I okay. can. And I'm just going to turn and face you. Thank you. Um, I've spoken quite frequently on the, not in the trade desk, uh, on the Traders and Business Facebook page. You speak so much you can't remember where you spoke. I know, right? My kids <laughs> would say the same. And that's what I'm talking about. So one of my boys, as you know, has had eight. Eight now, broken bones, trying to keep playing football because he's a little fellow. Or he used to be a little fellow. He's finally filled out in the last 12 months or so. And today, for the very first time, I actually get to go to school and see him named in front of all of his schoolmates, uh, boys' school, so this is a big, big thing, in the Confraternity Rugby League team. Confraternity. Yeah, I don't know why it's called the Confraternity team. I'm going to be really honest. We call it Confro in the house. It's the coolest thing. But my little fellow has finally finally played twice this year. So earlier this year in the rugby, he played the first 15s. Big, big deal. And now he's in the Confro team, but he wasn't named in the original uh, first 15s team. He played hard enough in the trial games to actually overtake the poor other kid that was in his <laughs> position and uh, earn himself a spot, um, nice. number 14. However, he's also made the Confro team. So I get when we finish up here today... I get to go and watch the whole school. They do this amazing war cry. They surround the boys and they do just the most empowering, goose-bumpering thing I've ever seen in my life and they name these kids and then the whole school gets up around them and does a chant and it is just flipping awesome and I can't wait to get there and watch it. It's it's. Uh, I thought you were excited because you were talking to me on the podcast. No. It is, it is cool <laughs> to hear that there are still some – male rites of passage, yes. tribal things going on in the world. That's one of the reasons we chose the school that we did. We felt it really important for our young men. We have three, two girls, three boys, and we felt it really important that they had that rite of passage. I'm a mm. passionate believer that they need that male influence in their life, and it's got to be more than just their fathers because they've got two different dads. Um, it's got to be their grandfathers. It's got to be their uncles. It's got to be in their school. It's got to be other people in the community, and that was a big part of why we chose the school that we're at. Because it, it – uh, and I don't want to turn this into an Effort Friday episode. I know. Here we go. Look at us go. <laughs> but that, that whole culture of men – learning how to become men or boys mm. learning how to be men. It's It doesn't just happen osmotically and it's not – there's elements of it that are programmed into our DNA uh, and the whole you know gender argument aside, it's still from a, a society point of view, men have a particular role and mm-hmm. women have a particular role. And I feel like we've watered a lot of that down and created a lot of confusion and, and uncertainty for both genders – around, well, how do I fit and mm. and what is my role mm. and what's expected of me? And so it's it's always really encouraging to hear about some of those boyhood transitions mm. into into you know young manhood uh, 
that I think is really, really lacking in today's society. So there's my little political statement for the day. Do you know my favourite part, just to carry on from where you're at, is that there is this very male-orientated ceremony that we um, – I get to sneak in on. Parents aren't normally <laughs> allowed to go, but comfrey parents can. Oh, look at me. Yeah, but the privileges. next thing they do after that, and the whole reason I was going to the school today, is they have a choir competition. And when I say choir comp, I don't mean – just the choir. I mean, the entire school in their schoolhouses, I think there's eight schoolhouses at our school, get up and sing a song. I wish I could tell you what songs I was singing last year. It was ABBA the year before. It was Queen. But they all get up as, as in the house group and there's, you know, well over a thousand. I think there might be 1,500 kids at the school. They all get up and they sing together whatever the song is. And it is the coolest thing. And that's what the other part of what we loved about this school is there is this rite of passage for our young men to become men, but it's embraceive of all different types of personalities. So mm. the theatre kids are just as celebrated as the debating kids who are just as celebrated as these elite sportsmen. It doesn't matter where you fit in the school, there's a place for you and you are equally celebrated by your peers. And you know what, if I'm going to segue that into anything today, I don't think that's something that tradies do very well at all. No, we we uh, we don't celebrate the diversity within our teams. No, and within our businesses. And so today, Coxie and I are going to talk about what are we talking about? Team training, training and development, development. And you know, it all comes back to this team culture. It's like this mythical beast. People say, "Oh." How do you how do you build a great team? And people like us say, "Well, it all comes down to your culture." <laughs> and so business true, owners though. are like, "That's awesome! What the freaking hell is team culture, and how do you make it? <laughs> you know, is there a packet that you can just add water?" Yeah, that would make life so much easier. <laughs> and honestly, it's it's probably not much more complex than that. It's not easy to do. It definitely takes work and it takes time, and that. That whole team culture building is a fairly simple formula where you literally do just add water to it. And the water is the consistency and the effort over time and the focus from a business owner's perspective. But it's not a complex thing to create a great team culture. No, it's really not. You know what is complex? Trying to turn it when you've got a crappy one. Yeah, that's... I almost swore. I almost thought it was right. <laughs> Trying well, to turn it into a good one is almost impossible. It can be done, but it's hard work. Yeah, it's much harder to rebuild a, a dysfunctional team and the culture along with it than it is to get it right from scratch. Absolutely. And as you say, Coxie, it's not impossible to do. It's just a lot harder. And I think just requires more awareness and intent and energy from the business owner. Mm, agree. And then once you get it back to close to where it could be or should be, it, the beautiful thing about a strong culture, and, and you talk about your boy's school, that almost becomes self-perpetuating. Correct. And so some of the you know more senior students at that school would become custodians of the culture. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee that the teaching staff at that school don't have to work as hard at maintaining it now that it's been created because it become, it, it gets a life of its own. Would that be a fair observation? Yes, and look at that fantastic segue you've just made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. We need to have a segue competition because you've nailed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to be riding around with my bowl hat on, <laughs> on my segue. There's no segues in Toowoomba. I think I'd get some strange looks going up and down the main street on a segue. Have you ever ridden one? No. I have. They are a sure lot of fun. Face plant. Adam did. <laughs> so I've just given away a big secret. Might have... Kind of tried to get over a gutter and ran into a car. 
thought it was funny. Uh, After I got over panicking, it was funny. I'd be going too fast and just. He, that's exactly what out. he was doing. He's like, I can get over that gutter. I'll be fine. Typical, going fast enough. Typical yeah, right. boy. Typical, typical tradie boy. boy. Yeah, yeah. So team culture and team training. I mean, when we when we pressed or before we pressed record, Coxie, we were talking about okay, so this whole team thing, and you suggested we talk about team training, which is definitely a big part of team culture. Very much. And maybe this episode is more about the mythical beast that is team <laughs> culture and how do you build it. So one aspect would be training. Absolutely. And training doesn't need to be a big, elusive, complicated, expensive beast. It can be really simple like you were talking about before we went to air. Mm. So for me, when, when I talk to trade business owners about training – it seems to be there's this immediate thought that uh, almost bringing in an external person, you've got two-hour training sessions with workbooks and PowerPoint presentations and boredom and technical stuff. And for me, that's not training. That's that's one way to train. Yes. But for most of you out there in your trade businesses, one of the best things you can do to bring training into your team environment is to simply have a structured with a basic agenda, team meeting every week. Mm, and they're not hard to do. I think that tradies particularly are frightened of doing them, but they're really easy. And, and one of the things that I get pushback from, I'd be interested in your perspective on this, Coxie, is that it takes too long. It's an hour a week. I've got the guys or no. the girls coming in. They're getting paid. I'm paying for them to sit on their butts in the tea room or around the back patio at the, at the workshop and they're not doing anything productive. Incorrect. They're doing a lot productive. <laughs> it's the one time where I'm glad you're disagreeing with me. <laughs> so that, but that's some of the pushback. It's yeah. like there's this wasted money and wasted productivity. Yes. But the reality is, it's such a massive investment in getting more out of your people, right? So it's just a misunderstanding, right? Yeah. Trade business owners typically have never. Most of us, well, clearly they've done their own trade. I guarantee most people in our age groups, I'm talking sort of 30, 40, or maybe 50 even, have never been to a team meeting. They don't really know what they're about. So therefore, there's the perception that it's a waste of time. But there's a reason why the big guys do team meetings. There's a reason why all the little commercial sites you go to have a team meeting every week, if not every day before you start. There is a reason why that communication is so valuable and important. And it's not downtime at all. It's actually really valuable learning time, reaffirming time, re-noticing time. This stuff is just so valuable for your team and how they work and therefore their performance and therefore the team spirit. It, it's it's invaluable. Mm. And it's interesting for me, having had a sort of a foot in both camps throughout my business uh, life of both white collar and blue collar. Mm-hmm. So uh, I sort of you know trained as an accountant, but then I spent a lot of years working in the building industry and white collar businesses have team meetings. It's just, it's a default mm-hmm. setting. Absolutely. You know, pretty much most Monday mornings, you'll find most teams or, you know, one morning of the week sitting around with a cup of coffee in a boardroom mm-hmm. with reports and and action plans and whiteboards and the owners of the business or at least the general manager or someone like that, depending on the size of the business. And white collar businesses do that just as a matter of course mm. because it, it's become part of the culture. That's right. Uh, and that's where you train your team. It's where you figure out, okay, well, what have we got on this week in terms of production? Mm. What are we creating this week? What are we focusing on? What do we need to get better at? What challenges are we dealing with at the moment? 
and that gives people clarity, just like they do in the military, mm-hmm. around once you all disperse from that, people have a lot more clarity on your team about what part they're playing mm. in that week. Mm. And yet the blue-collar businesses and the trade businesses that I've worked with and, and been associated with over the years, there's this idea that it's a waste of time. Because they don't understand. Because yeah. it's an unfamiliar concept. So I feel like, Coxie, that if we just de-wankify yeah. team training and team meetings, and and I love trade business team meetings way more than the white-collar ones that I've sat, oh, I've spent so many hours in white-collar <laughs> team meetings over the years. And there's some great businesses out there in the professions, but I, I actually love being a part of my clients' team meetings because they're real. They're fun too, can I say? Oh, trade ones are generally a bit fun. You can talk smack yes. and you can, you know, mention the footy yes. without some stuffy suit telling you to stay on topic with the agenda. And <laughs> um, and look, I've had some fun meetings with, with white-collar businesses I've worked with over the years, but I love standing around in a mechanics workshop with a bunch of guys and girls just, uh, you know. Chewing the fat. And taking the piss, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also working on what needs to be improved. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like much more opportunity to build relationship and team culture in a trade business because we are, I feel like we're a bit more real. Yeah, we are real. And we have those opportunities to share that realness, I suppose, with real language rather than let's look at this report and how is this trending and what are the statistics, which is all boring. But you know what? We're actually talking about the same stuff in our trade meetings. It's just that we're using real language, right? So what do you guys get up to on the weekend? (laughs) This is our goal for this week. I really need you guys to focus on this and this. And um, last week we did really well. We we made a profit because we got the job done a bit quicker. Like It's just simple language. Awesome job. Um, we need more of that shit this week. Uh, make sure you keep the site clean. I've, I've bought some new bins for you. And, uh, you know, the the bloke that, I don't know, fills his the quickest, there's a carton on the table. <laughs> yeah. Done. There's say. your team training. If you get done quick, we'll have beers on Friday. Yeah. But but that's, that's, as, that's as complicated as your weekly team meetings could be. And if you do that every week... Mm-hmm. Without fail, no matter who's sick, who's busy, who started early today, and you structure your business around that, you know, 7 o'clock or 6.30 on a Monday morning, everyone meets at the workshop, doesn't matter what they've got on, and that's an investment from you as the business owner in your number one resource in your business. Mm. Now, tradies talk about how to scale their business, and they don't know how to, you know, grow it and leverage it and everything, and it's like it's through your people. Yeah, of course it is. It's not by getting another van. Yeah, you need another van to put more people in, but the biggest investment you make in your business should be in your people, both in your time, your focus, and your dollar investment. Absolutely. Now, here's another way to invest in your culture and your staff. Most teams, now we're talking, in this particular case, I'm probably talking about a business that's got a few more employees than one. Why not have some of your longer serving employees spend a bit of time with your newer employees or your apprentices and allow them to teach some of the skills? That's going to help not only the education, people then learn the way things that you've taught. So you've obviously taught those forerunners. They're now passing those lessons on, so it takes the burden off you. But it also helps with culture in that there is this sharing of knowledge. You're empowering some of your more senior team members to help out some of the less senior team members. And you have this culture that begins through empowering one another, through educating and through sharing. It's a really simple 
tip, and yet it's something you rarely see happen. I love it. It's it's one of the the mainstays that I uh, dish out in terms of advice to business owners is get your good people training your team. Mm. Don't think as the business owner, you've got to have all the answers or you've got to do all the training. Matter of fact, you're probably not the right person to do it anyway. Agreed. Uh, but no doubt you have, you know, there's a good a good tradie on your team. Or I, I heard a story recently from, uh, from a trade business owner that they actually have a slightly older apprentice. So I think uh, late 20s, mm-hmm. you know, mature age apprentice. Young. Young, yes, <laughs> compared to us, Coxie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm younger than was, let's just make yeah, that clear. Most people are younger than me. <laughs> uh, but the apprentice is fired up, um, super keen, really good tradesman, but also really good on the communication and mm. has quite a mature view on business and team structure and everything. And the apprentice is starting to lead some of the more senior tradesmen. Oh, wow. In that business. That's impressive. But has been a little reluctant to do that because he doesn't want to be disrespectful and speak out of turn mm. and all those sorts of things. So, um, I've actually done some work with this with the business owner to foster that and encourage that. Mm. And this young guy now is actually getting more and more involved with the business owner, even though he's still a, he's a, he's a third year, I think, mm. um, about to finish. And so he's really stepping up and taking more of a leadership role in the business. And you know what? The senior tradesman is totally cool with it. Yeah. Because he feels like, that's great. If this guy wants to step up and and be responsible for more stuff, I'm totally cool with that. Absolutely. So it's actually working really well. So one of the the big aspects of that team culture is recognizing, I guess, not your star players, but the people with potential. Yes. And the people who are keen or who might want to pick up the ball and run with it a bit more because you might be pleasantly surprised that, you know, some of the people that you think on your team that maybe may have an issue with that quite possibly won't. Mm, absolutely. And so it's up to you as the business owner to actually, you know, encourage those sorts of things and manage that. And you can definitely do that through those weekly team meetings. Come back to that again. It's just such a critical mainstay mm. of how do I build a good culture was a Nick. It's like... Well, are you having weekly team meetings? Do you have an agenda? And are you doing some basic training? Hmm. That would They're be, really simple, aren't they? That would be the, the one big thing to mm. tick off. And I just think it's really important to touch on making sure that you involve all your staff. So that means if you've got admin people in the office. So this is a mistake I made in my business journey. We had an admin team. We never took them to site. And, you know, in we would have reviews from time to time and somebody finally was courageous enough to bring up the fact that they feel really disenfranchised from what was going on on site. They didn't understand the process. They obviously weren't carpenters or builders or didn't have any of that construction knowledge. So they didn't understand where various parts of the job were at when we were talking about them. And it was really easy to fix by just allowing them to go to site. So instead of the team meetings always being back at the office, we would do just as many on site in which every member of the team could come. So again, that grows the team culture in that it's really important for people on site to see what the admin people are doing and what the admin people are doing to see what the people on site are doing. We forget that each part of these, I suppose, cogs in the wheel that Mm. we need to make our business run Mm. actually need to be able to talk and engage and understand what each other's doing. Yep, absolutely. So uh, one of the other things that is really, really simple and effective way to 
a craft and then maintain a good team culture is to give your individual players feedback. Yes. And and I don't mean, what the bloody hell are you doing that for? <laughs> that's that's not the sort of feedback we're thinking about, right? No. <laughs> that's, that's probably... You can do that. It's not going to help your culture, though. Yeah, yeah. I've told you a thousand bloody times. <laughs> right? So... That's that's probably not how I'd be giving feedback to people, although that tends to be the prevalent method. Especially uh, in the trades. <laughs> now, that's going to happen on site. You know, people are doing dumb stuff. You need to pull that up and get them to not, you know, electrocute themselves or the rest of the site <laughs> or, you know, breach safety regos or whatever. Um, but giving people feedback on their performance. Mm. Let them know how they're doing because everybody wants to know how they're doing. Of course we do. You and I both train at, at uh, different, um, well, they're not gyms, but you know, you and I both train physically, right, for, mm-hmm. for our physical and mental health, Coxie. Mm-hmm. And one of the big parts of that and, and making that a worthwhile pursuit is getting feedback. Yes. Feedback from your coach. Am I doing this well? Mm-hmm. Am I moving the right way? Did I pick up that kettlebell properly? And also feedback on your progress. So am I doing it right? And also, am I progressing? Yes. And whether that's through, you know, putting your weightlifting numbers into an app mm-hmm. or measuring how fast you did it, or even just having the coach say, hey, I've noticed you've really been pushing a lot harder lately, Coxie. Mm. Um, I have. You Thank must you. be super angry lately. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. You're taking it out on those slam balls. <laughs> Uh, but that feedback helps us know if we're on the right track. That's right. And so within a team, within your trade team, if you're not frequently giving feedback to your team members and saying, was, mate, have you got 10 minutes? I just want to give you some feedback. Mm-hmm. And most people will poo their pants the first time this happens to them as an employee. Of course. Because like, oh, I've done something wrong. What have I done now? Because that's that's the only time we give feedback. That's right. Is the yelling thing, mm-hmm. right? And when we're doing something good, and and I love this, like I, I've done some uh, CrossFit coaching myself over the years, uh, up the front, you know, training people, and what I notice in other coaches is the the really good coaches, they not only give the critical feedback to someone, it's like okay, so on the deadlift, you you know you're rounding your back out a little bit, Coxie, and I want you to really pull those shoulders back and da da da. So that critical feedback, mm-hmm. really important, right? Mm-hmm. The really good coaches. And trainers, they give positive feedback. Of course like, they do. Hey, Coxie, perfect back position. Thank you. And it just gives people that lift where it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I've been working really hard on that. And he noticed or she noticed. You know yourself, there's nothing sweeter than receiving a compliment. It is the easiest thing to do. Oh, my gosh. So in terms of building respect in you as the leader and a positive culture and attitude, Giving out those positive strokes where they're earned, yes. no matter how small they are. Maybe the apprentice actually took some initiative today, picked up a broom and swept the site. <laughs> that was the exact one I was going to say. <laughs> it's Absolutely. Like, you know, notice it, yeah. not just in your own mind and go, holy crap, there is, there is <laughs> hope for the world yet. But go over to said apprentice and say, hey, Mary... Um, well done, picking up the broom and sweeping the floor. Absolutely. You know, you can even take this one step further. And at those staff meetings that we've just encouraged you to have, you call it out there. Oh, there's some powerful uh, ego stroking. It really works. And then everybody suddenly is striving to be the one that the boss is talking about in the team meeting. Yeah. So everyone wants to do right by the, the top dog or by the coach. Everyone wants to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do it in the team meeting. You can do it spontaneously throughout the days and weeks. 
And I would also strongly encourage you at least once a month to have what is called a formal performance review. But if we de-wankify it again... Thank you. ...to giving some feedback on how they're going and some guidance on how they can improve, mm. if that's necessary, mm. um, do that once a month and... Do it in your office or do it, you know, sitting on a couple of plastic chairs at the back of a site under a tree where there's some privacy or whatever no it is. There's plastic chairs on site. You're sitting on the plaster buckets or your lunchbox. Oh, I must have been to some fancy trade sites. Oh, hell yeah. I usually yeah. see some green plastic barbecue chairs covered in plaster and paint and shit. Hell no. I've only <laughs> ever sat on milk crates milk or crates, plaster yeah. buckets or paint tins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... So where, wherever you do it, make sure it's one-on-one and it's private so that other people aren't eavesdropping. Mm. But sit down with every person on your team once a month. Even better, print something on paper. And Coxie and I are going to put a download uh, in the show notes for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, listening to this episode, head over to the website. Find this episode um, amongst all of the others there. There's, there's quite a few. But uh, I can't remember the episode number that we're that we're on. Um, but, but <laughs> I'm not going to say it because it'll be wrong. But yeah, yeah, but, forty something. But the title will be um, "How to Create a Winning Team." Yes. Or something like that, right? Yes. So, because um, we usually make up the titles after we record these. <laughs> so, how to create a winning team. Find that episode and in the show notes, there is a download there. You just got to bang in your email address and we'll send it out to you and it'll guide you through basically measuring your team members' performance mm-hmm. and giving them some feedback in some key areas in your business so that for the next month, they have some idea about what the heck you expect from them. Also gives you an opportunity to have some structure around what you're doing rather than just saying, hey, Tom, you did a fantastic job on the plastering last week. Thank you very much. Well, that's a bit vague. He doesn't really know what you're talking about. Sure, it's a great compliment and he's going to feel good about it, but he doesn't know what to improve the next month so that you can give more feedback. So it's a real double-edged sword in that you get some professional structure around what you're doing without it being too wanky. But you also are then giving in giving that feedback, they know what they need to strive to do better for the next month. And then you don't need to use the excuse of, oh, but wasn't Nick, I keep forgetting to tell them something good. You know what? I think we create in the group, in the free group, a staff, oh, staff meeting day. Once staff a month. Day. Once yeah, a okay. month. In the fa- Have you in had your Facebook staff group. meeting? Today's the day. Or cool. we'll do it on a Monday as notice to have it done by the Friday. Drop and let us know when you're done. Yeah, cool. Can you write that down on your little note-taking thing? Right, because we already have marketing Mondays in, in the Tradies and Business group on Facebook. Yep. Uh, so staff meeting. Staff meeting Saturday. Yeah, nobody's You can do that one. <laughs> People will hate me. Um, we'll think of something. Team, we will. Team meeting Tuesday. No. Oh yeah, I like that one. <laughs> so do you do your um your whole of team toolbox talk on a Monday morning if you can. Hmm. If it has to be a Thursday afternoon, don't sweat it. Just do it anyway. Doesn't matter when it is, so long as you do it right. Um, and then have your you know team member Tuesday where you do your individual feedback sessions. Hmm with your individual team members and you know do if you've got 10 team members do two every tuesday Mm -hmm. so that you know they're all on a rotating 30-day roster um and you work your way through them and every 30 days you need to make sure that they get some feedback from you grab the template template fill it out and sit down with them on a milk crate and just tell them how they're going can i just say too it doesn't take long 
like we're talking, you can do this in 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be a long process. And in that process, can I say, it's also really important to allow your staff member or team member some time to talk. You want to find out how things are. Are they enjoying their work? Yeah. Allow them the space to talk. So if there are any problems or issues or they can foresee something coming up, they have that opportunity to tell you so that you can proactively respond. And and that's a good point, Coxie, is it's not all about us telling them. No. It's not all about you as the business owner telling your team member what they need to do and how they need to get better and how they can make more money. It's also, it's got to be a two-way street. Absolutely. So uh, half of that meeting, which really only needs to go for 20 minutes yep. uh, once a month, 30 minutes once a month with each person, is half of it is for you to give feedback to them and half of it is for them to give feedback to you. Yes. And it's to say, so, Rog, uh, what can I do to help you do your job better? What can we as a business do to help you improve, be a better carpenter, plumber, whatever? I need drinks on a Friday. Hit me. Pies. Okay. Pies on Tuesday. Pies, right. Cool. I'll put that on the list. I'll have a chat to the rest of the team. And, and I'd really like to learn how to use the new tool. Oh, I thought you already knew. No, I haven't used that one before and I'm a, I'm a bit hesitant. Hasn't Brian shown you how to use it? No, not yet. Oh, well, how about we organize a training session for our next team meeting? Cool. And I'll get, because Brian's the master on that, yep. I'll get him to run everyone through on the pipe bender. Excellent. Thank you. Sweet. Do I even know what a pipe bender is? No, and I was going to go with a Hilti gun or something, and I'm thinking, oh, do I trust myself to use the right language here? Uh, I saw a sick pipe bender video recently in one of the plumbing groups. It looked awesome. It was Did like it? this auto- automatic pipe bender. It just like fed it in and out, and it made this beautiful bend. It was unreal. I love watching plumbers work with copper. Yeah. It's really interesting for a non-tradie. I find that fascinating. I'm sure plumbers enjoyed it in the beginning and now they just think it's boring, <laughs> like me with paperwork or making a template or whatever it might be. It's just another opportunity for the apprentice to screw it up. So true. <laughs> that stuff is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not these days. No. I've, I've heard of – anyway, I won't segue into pipe getting knocked <laughs> off, but anyway. Um, so I've, ca- I've come up with a really cool name for it, Coxie. Have you? It's Feedback Friday. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, Monday's for team meeting, mm-hmm. Friday's for feedback. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad way to do it either. I've, well, I think it was, I came up with the idea, so I think it's awesome. Of course, all your ideas are amazing, Warwick. But end of the week as a business owner, you've got yeah. a whole bunch of job examples in your head and fires that you've put out and things that have annoyed the crap out of you and hopefully some cool things that happen where mm. the, the gang finished a job early or you got a... You know, you've got a customer actually tell you something good this week. Mm. Uh, Friday afternoon, right, our gang, it's time for feedback. And maybe you cycle through everybody one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Or you might even, you know, you might be ballsy enough to do it as a group and just call people out. It's like, was, mate, great work this week. Coxie, we really need to talk about your pipe bending skills. Um, <laughs> I'm organizing some training for next week. And like, that's it. Yeah. It right? doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to turn this into accounting or financial planning business, white collar team meeting Boring. session, right? I know. I know. I I was snoozy in so many <laughs> meetings as a young bloke. So, uh, they're, like, honestly, in terms of building team culture, they're probably the biggest ones for me, Coxie. Is there any other? Yeah, give them key something ones? to work towards would be my last one. So okay. whether it be yep. okay, we all talk about bonuses a lot in the construction industry. They don't need to be financial. They can be a Friday afternoon off. They can be tickets to the movies. They can be beers with the boss on a Friday. It doesn't matter how you incentivize your staff, but you need to give them something to work for. And the other great cool thing about giving them something to work towards is giving them a little bit of ownership about the job. 
in one form or another. So it might be, okay, well, you're responsible. I want you to really rally the guys this week. And if you guys can get that job done early and you finish before Friday lunchtime, then you can take the rest of the day off paid in lieu and we'll even shout you a few beers. Mm. You know, it's a really simple way to get them involved and invested in what's going on in your business. And Mm. that creates a great culture because they're not left in the dark. Nobody wants to come to work, be told what to do, do the job and leave. They might tell you that's what they want, but they don't. Well, why do business owners complain about staff doing that? Because they've led staff to be doing it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't actually work on the culture? No. Oh, fancy that. And how many times do we see that? (laughs) Yes. All the time. And and you and I both go into businesses and talk to the staff Uh who are like, I've got no idea where we're headed. No. Or, you know, I don't know where I fit or I don't feel appreciated Mm. or generally speaking, they're not talking about money and paychecks. No, very rarely. Because most business owners do a pretty good job of paying well Mm -hmm. because they know that's important. Mm -hmm. But I feel like trade business owners are a bit lost with what else to do other than pay more money. Absolutely, because again, they've not been taught themselves. So this is just about talking about some of those things and some of those ways that they're doing in the bigger businesses that you don't necessarily see because you've always been a tradie. It's what you've always done. You're just following the patterns that were set for you and they're generally, the yelling was was doing earlier. Well, mm-hmm. that never works. You know mm-hmm. how that used to make you feel. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that to somebody else? Because it's a habit that you've picked up, but you can actually change that and instill and change your culture so that you have a team that is ready and willing to do all to work for you towards your dream of having this business that creates income and freedom for you and your lifestyle, you need to give some of that back to your team members as well. Absolutely. They've they've got similar aspirations to you. They might not want to own their own business. Maybe someday they do. And if they think there's a chance that they could actually uh, play a bigger part in your business and get a slice of the pie, mm. you'd be amazed at how people, some people will step up to the plate. Absolutely. When, when given that opportunity and others are just not interested and they do just want to turn up and do good work and know that they're appreciated and paid well and then go home without all of the stress and the hassle. Mm. And so that blend of players on your team is really critical. Absolutely. And recognizing who's who. Absolutely. There's a great episode. Oh gosh, it must be 20 or 30 back now with Adam Sand, the roofing guy. Yes. And yep. he talks about how he incentivized his staff to the point that once they reach a certain level Mm. so it was quite an elite level and I don't mean they were top of the tree but they were really invested great workers he would offer them a financial position within the business so a percentage I suppose of the business and that's what they became became what they were working towards and Mm. that had phenomenal results very clever tip it's no skin off your nose if you actually want to grow your business in a positive way with the team that you have go back and listen to that episode there's some awesome tips there brilliant so there you go that's uh, the keys to building a winning trade team. Can we just distill one other myth? What's that? If I train my staff, they'll leave. Well, they'll leave anyway. Of course they'll leave. Actually, Why don't they leave because they're flipping bored? We're still that you don't train them and they stay. Hello. <laughs> You've got Bring a team a ding of ding. crap tradespeople. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely one that we hear a lot, isn't it, mm-hmm, Coxie? Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> and... It, it, it is as simple as, well, do you want crap people or good people on your team? Absolutely. Because people leave. Of course they do. They, Circumstances change. And, oh, you know, I get a good person and then they go and set up their own business and steal all my clients. It's like, well, you know what? That's because you did a sucky job of inspiring them to yes. stay. Yes. You didn't create the right environment. No. 
right? You, you threw some lawn seed out on the dirt. You didn't water it. You left it in the baking hot sun, came back six weeks later and went, oh, there's no grass. <laughs> like, well, you didn't actually do anything to make it grow, did you? No. So it's exactly the same with your people, you know? You just chuck them into a job and expect them to thrive mm. and don't put any effort or energy or money into actually developing them and mm. watering them and getting them to grow. Of course they're going to either die or leave. Of course they are. So it's, it's, it is on you as the business owner. This is me poking you in the breastbone. In the uh, breastbone. <laughs> right in the middle of your chest. In You're really sternum. getting aggressive here. I'm stabbing you in the sternum with my <laughs> index finger here, listener. Uh, have we got more than one listener still? No, we've got hundreds. <laughs> thousands, actually. There's tens of thousands. What are you talking about? I've been pretty impressed with the, the downloads of our real tradie stories, our real oh, tradie guys and real tradie wives. So expect to hear more of those. Mm. But yeah, um, you... Listening now, how much do you invest in your team? Mm. How well, how good a job are you doing of watering the grass seed and actually doing something to get it to grow, or are you just complaining that oh you can't get good people these days and this younger generation they don't give us stuff? <laughs> it's like, well, go have a look in the mirror, sunshine. Mm. What are you doing about it? Absolutely. So you've got today's uh, episode. You've got some notes. There's a free template. Pull your finger out. Go and download it. Do your Monday morning toolbox meetings and your feedback Fridays and do that for three months. Guarantee all your money back. <laughs> you'll get you'll get better results. But seriously, I've seen so many teams transformed by that. It's a, it really is so easy to do. I'm I'm done, Coxie. Same. Otherwise I'm just gonna start lecturing again. No rants today. Oh, now one last no, thing. No, 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 no. No rants today. No, I'm not gonna rant. <laughs> um something that people are consistently telling us is that the Tradies in Business group on Facebook is positive, it's supportive, uh, it's collaborative, and that's probably got very little to do with you and me. <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to and, do with us. And a whole lot to do with the thousand plus tradie business owners Agreed. that are in that free group. Mm-hmm. We're both very, very proud of, of the people in that group, and um, I'm I'm constantly blown away, and I say this all the time, I'm very humbled and I'm blown away by the number, but also the quality of the comments and the suggestions mm-hmm. and the support within that group. So here is here is your opportunity, listener. If you have a trade business and you're listening to this podcast and you are not a member of Tradies in Business on Facebook, it's a free group, it's a closed group, so you do need to apply and, and prove that you're a tradie in business. But once you're in there, you've got access to 1,000-plus other trade business owners Mm -hmm. right around the country in all sorts of different trades, some very experienced people in there and some very passionate people that can actually give you some feedback, speaking Mm. of feedback, Mm. on what you're doing and how you're doing it. We also have a couple of experts now and there because, you know, sometimes we need a bit of help answering some of the questions. So particularly we have a HR expert because, you know, there's a lot of laws around HR and we want to make sure that the advice we're giving is correct. (laughs) And that's one of the advantages of the group. If somebody gives some advice that isn't so correct, you very quickly see that nicely Cleared up. Just just redirected. Redirected is a nice way to answer. put it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we also have a uh, web development. No, is that the right term? Marketing? Marketing and, and website sort of yeah. Marketing person. and web design, yep, yep. Web design, thank you. Um, <laughs> expert in there to answer some of those questions because that's – we can do – we can help you with the socials. We're all over the socials. We can do that one. But mm-hmm. some of the website sort of stuff is a bit hard. Yeah, that's a bit beyond us. Google Ads is not my friend. And we have a uh, 
uh, terms of trade expert lurking in there occasionally. We do. Um, we do. We've got some really cool uh, web classes coming up. We do. Um, I think the first one is already going to be run. Yes. Uh, by the time you're listening to this episode. But look, by all means, get in there. It is F-R-E-E, free. Uh, you can't get much better value than that these days. If you days. had to tell me you are going to do that, I'd do it. <laughs> um, so it costs you nicks. All you got to do is be on the good old stalk book, go to Facebook groups, search for tradies in business, tell us you're a tradie. If you're not, we'll know. Mm, we'll we can see through you, you. We've got our spies. We do. <laughs> but go join the group. We'd love to see you in there. And there's a ton of other peeps in there that are going to help you out. So um, jump in there. And when you press stop on this, go to the website. Uh, go to tradiesinbusiness.com.au, find this episode, be something about a winning team, and grab the download. Start using it. Thanks for listening. Uru. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.